Honda time starting it off. Abby, you taking the intro this time or do I got it? No. Nah, reel them in with the positivity again. (laughs) No. All right, bet. Good morning. Good evening. What's up? How you doing? We missed you. Honda time came early today. (laughs) Welcome back to the Peace, Love, and Applesauce podcast. My name is Juan. My name is Abby. And we're here. We made it. (laughs) Another week. (laughs) We we (laughs) made it. It's been a rough one. To say the least. Mm-hmm. Juan's been on call all week. I've been on call for my job, so if you don't know what that means, I work in the maintenance realm, so for a week I get emergency calls and I can be called into work at any time 24-7 for the week that I have the on-call pager. Ugh. Or at least, my, like, it's not actually a pager, but my phone number is connected and... um I got fucked up this week. <laughs> I realistically only had like eight hours. You dropped your pizza again <laughs> just to jump down. I'm going to fight you. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Dunk. I only had like eight hours of overtime. Mm-hmm. But majority of those hours were after midnight. My first call was at three o'clock in the morning last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Then I got another call at 10 o'clock in the morning that same Sunday. Mm -hmm. Then I got another call at 10.30 p.m. that same Sunday. (laughs) So I had to go into work three times on a Sunday. Yeah. Then throughout the week, I went in again at like 1 a.m. 11 p.m. Like, oh, I was in bed. Like that, it was... We're getting cozy, mm-hmm. go to sleep, good night. And, of course, I'm laying there. and In my head, I'm like, listen, I'm going to just lay on my phone, keep mindlessly scrolling because, you know, I'm not tired yet. The second I put my phone down, it starts to ring. And I was, I, <laughs> I'm tired, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. But on the same token, I put in my two weeks... <laughs> <laughs> at that job because of a lot of other reasons but hey I'm getting ready to move on yeah gotta keep pushing mm-hmm. so that'll tie in perfectly with today's title mm-hmm. let go or be dragged mm-hmm. but it's not like about work yeah that's like where did you see that quote um like is it by somebody no, it was a Chinese proverb that I was watching. Ironically enough, this was in one of my late night scrolls before I got called to work. But it was on TikTok and it was one of those like ask Reddit things. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what's uh, what's a quote or a saying that like completely changed everything for you? And uh, someone said, uh, let go or be dragged. They learned it. It was a Chinese proverb that they learned in, like, a meditation class Mm -hmm. that, like, helped them not hold on to as much, obviously. I I forget exactly how they worded it, but I felt like it would have been a good topic to talk about today. Absolutely. That's funny that you say that um, because I was talking to myself today. I was consulting with myself. Consulting the council. Yeah, I was consulting the council today. And it was mostly a reflection of like the past year and how much growth I've had personally in the last year. 
over the past year, I've been able to really look at my own negative mindset. And that's basically controlled all of my thinking for the past 10 to 15 years. So to be able to like really work on it, and I realized how much work I've done with it over the past year, and not not saying that like, you know, 10 to 15 years of like anger and resentment is completely undone, but I am able to handle it more so now. So like last weekend, I went to the pool with my mom and my brother, and we took obviously my daughter, but Juan had, you know, Juan was on call. I was stuck at home (laughs) waiting for a phone call. (laughs) And the pool that we went to is in my hometown and a lot of my entire hometown actually is a hard place for me to be in because I hold a lot of anger and resentment from that place in general. So last weekend when we went, I was actually surprised at how like I handled it and I was like, wow, I'm excited to go to the pool. And if I see somebody that I know, that's okay. I'm not who I was five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't have to be angry about it. So I got to appreciate my hometown without being like, wow, fuck this place. Mm-hmm. And so when I was like reflecting today, I was like, that the quote that you were saying, the let go or be dragged, mm-hmm. it really registered in the way of like, sometimes you are your own biggest downfall. Mm-hmm. And a year ago when I started this process, I was... Process of what? Like unpackaging changing, yeah, everything? Yeah, unpackaging everything. When I started it, that's what I mean. It was just unpacking things mm-hmm. and like sorting unpackaging. through... Unpackaging. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> a year ago when I was doing this, I was just unpacking things and I was trying to figure out... Why does this make me angry? Why am I so resentful towards this? Why am I so upset about that? And then it turned into ritualistic things. And that's when like you and I got really into like journaling and doing like ritualistic things, not in like a culty kind of way, but you know what I mean? No, just trying to like create healthier patterns that we thought were like going to instantly change. Exactly. And I thought it was going to have this like instant impact Mm -hmm. and be like, wow, I'm so positive all of a sudden, but I couldn't get to the positivity that I have now if I didn't break through the negativity that I had then. So I realized that... In the process of this, there was no positive ritual that I could do. There was no amount of like happy journaling or, you know, mindful meditations or whatever that I was doing that was going to just ease the anger that I had filled myself with. And I was dragging myself with my own negativity. Mm. And that was my biggest downfall is that you know, I could change my environment. I could change the things in my home to remind me of positive things. But if I wasn't going to do the internal work, I was never going to stop being dragged. Mm-hmm. So it was like a nice full circle a year later to see a change and to feel a difference and to like see that it's not just surface level anymore because I can now see it in other people. 
which mm-hmm. I know we talked a little bit about before, but um, when you do so much of your own internal work, you can see that same amount in other people that like, oh, I'm doing these things. I'm so positive. I, you see the patterns? Yeah. And it's like patterns to dance around the fact that you're changing the surface level things because the internal work is so scary and so difficult. Mm-hmm. It's hard to look at yourself and be like, you are the problem. Oh, yeah. is <laughs> The hardest <laughs> thing is to point the finger at yourself because you're like, oh, what's the saying I say? Um, well, not I say, but like if, if you- someone tells you something, you can defend it. But if you say it yourself, you have to own it. Like, you can't deny it. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, one basic thing I always use is, like, for people who smoke cigarettes. You can tell someone until you're blue in the face that smoking cigarettes is bad for them. And they'll be like, oh, no, I'm fine. I've been doing it for X amount of years or whatever the case may be. But until they're like, ooh, I got a problem. This is expensive or this isn't too good for my health, like... The, yeah, like they have a health scare. Or something. Like they're you're they're gonna keep doing it until and that goes for any problem. Like you can call someone out on anything, but until they let go, they're gonna keep getting dragged. But you have to let go. Like you, mm-hmm. someone can't let go of whatever said circumstances for you. Mm-hmm. The reason I noticed it so deeply today was that I went through. Um, all of my Snapchat memories today because something popped up and I was like, oh, I'm going to go back and look. Mm -hmm. And I have a bunch of Snapchats that I had saved that I put captions over and never posted Mm -hmm. because I was angry or I was upset or I was resentful about a certain scenario. And I would read the captions of these photos and look at it and I can like see my face and like I'm looking at every detail of myself, my face, my hair, my skin, the caption, my facial expression, everything. And I'm like, wow, you are absolutely miserable and you have no right to be talking about anybody else but yourself. Ooh. And so looking at all of that and then looking at like my recent stuff that I've saved or lack thereof, um, I noticed that I don't find myself talking about other people as much and as a matter of fact I find myself more accepting of the things that happen around me and the way that other people like especially people from my past I'm not looking at them and I'm like oh you've done this to me or we had this bad experience it's just like we're just people and if we cross paths again I'm going to treat you as a human being and you know as the new person that you are to me there's a, that actually goes perfect with another, like, circumstance, um, or not a circumstance, but something someone said in the TikTok video I saw, but they had heard it from their professor that they said life is like uh, the 90-10 rule or the 10-90 rule. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% on how you react to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like... I, I can see it, too, because, like, as you and I were discussing, like, potential topics and we kind of stumbled upon this, like, you were talking about how much you're not an angry person anymore. And, mm-hmm. like, of course, if you couldn't pick it up by now and we're almost 15 minutes in, like, Abby used to be a very, like... Spiteful, Spiteful, angry. angry. Like, 
just sometimes for no good reason. Yeah. And like I would I would no call her reason. out on it and be like, why? And then she'd get more mad that I called her out. Mm-hmm. And then take it out on me sometimes in some way. And mm-hmm. like I'm just like, why? Like what's Absolute the red what, flags over here. What's the point of all this? it's okay, I helped you through it. Yeah. Big <laughs> I learned. <laughs> but I will say from being in that state of mind, um, I can look back at that now and for a a long period of time being angry and resentful and spiteful and all of those things, it was a defense mechanism to help me survive. And after it stopped being that, I didn't know how to live without it. And it became a habit and a personality trait. And I was holding on to it for so long because I wanted something. I wanted to be angry about something. Mm. And I wanted... Because it was your normal? Yeah, that was my normal. That was what I grew up with. That was what I had to make me feel safe. And so everything felt threatening. Everything felt like, no, I can't trust that. And some people would, like, they would ironically (laughs) love it about you. They're like, oh, my God, you're such a bitch. And, like, (laughs) that you're like, why do people like this about me? I leave me alone like you get even more worked up about it yeah and like nothing was satisfactory to me and I just found more reasons to be angry it went from being a defense mechanism and then it just built and built and built and built and built and then finally I was faced with it last year with a lot of other things and I had to like really look at myself and be like is this who I am is this who I want to be? Because if not, we got to do something Is about it. Is this what I want to teach Jewel? Yeah. Yeah, that was a big thing. And she doesn't have to grow up in the same fight or flight that I did. Like, you and I have a super healthy relationship. It's not perfect. Like, mm-hmm. by any means, we don't have a perfect relationship. But, like, she doesn't need to live in fight or flight. There's absolutely no reason for it. So I had to, you know, look at myself and be like, Hey, bud, we got to fix something here. And it's still an ongoing, like, change that I have to make. It's not something that I'm like, okay, and a year later, everything's better. We mm-hmm. Look at me. Like, I still struggle. I'm still, like, fighting the fight or flight, unironically. That's a weird concept. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird to experience. I bet. But... You know, I'm sure a lot of people, especially now with like Instagram and everything, um, have seen those posts, especially from like, uh, I think they're therapists or psychologists on Instagram. And they say something along the lines of like, if you grew up in fight or flight or if you spent a long period in fight or flight, calm feels like chaos. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of what my issue was because I went from being in fight or flight and then I started this relationship with Juan and it was like normal and calm. And I was like, uh, well, I can't be angry at him. So I'll just be angry at everybody else around me. Mm-hmm. And I had to defend it. Yeah. All the time you'd storm off in a rage and everyone would look at me and be like, what's her problem? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's just like this. Like, I know. I think it's funny when my parents would ask you that because, like, they know how I am. <laughs> what was that one day you it was st- about butter? <laughs> you stormed out so mad about butter when, in all reality, like, I, I was baking. It wasn't about butter at the end of the day. It was deeper than that. But the butter was the last straw, and you threw a fit. No, and- they were bickering over something, and the bickering had gone on for a really long time. 
and oh yeah yeah and it was just unnecessary so i started making cookies and there wasn't any butter and i literally threw an actual tantrum over butter yeah you yelled at them about it and then left to go get butter and then when you (laughs) shut the door they looked at me and like what was that about i'm like (laughs) dude i I don't know (laughs) oh my gosh hey you live and you learn yeah, just make sure you always have butter for Abby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> you know what? Now we have too much butter. Yeah, we always buy too much butter out of fear. We we're stress buying. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So my point is with all of this is the let go or be dragged. I was being dragged by myself because I was the one letting myself just eat shit from my own negativity. And I was always wondering, like... Why did weird stuff keep happening to me? Or why was I surrounded by this, like, negative essence of things? And it was just me. It was just how I interpreted things. Like, I have the ability to let things go. And now that, like, I can, I find that I get a lot of compliments, especially from other people. Like, your dad said it about um, a story that we told him. And um, a lot of people, they say that I have a lot of patience yeah, and, you don't give yourself enough credit with how much patience you actually have. And I I know that. I know that. And now that I've had the time, I've really looked at, like, wow, like, I have an astronomical amount of patience. Mm-hmm. And the way that I'm able to, like, be like, hey, I can look at every side of the perspective of things that goes on now. I can take myself out of, like, the feeling of things. And that's really cool that, like, I've learned to do these things. And I appreciate that so much Mm -hmm. that, like, I don't think anybody will ever understand, like, when you go from being in fight or flight and then being in a stressful scenario and being able to pull yourself out and say, hey, let's look at this logically. Let's look at this emotionally. Let's look at it from his perspective and her perspective. And just being able to, like, really analyze all of it is, like, a really mature and beautiful thing. That I feel like I've earned. I mean, yeah. You don't get it for free. You don't get it overnight. And you're still working on it. Yeah. We're all still working on it. Yeah. What I had to let go of because I was being dragged is being the person that's trying to save everybody. Or feeling like I was the one that had to save someone for some reason. Or like... Hmm. What's the like being the dependable guy? Like everybody looks at you and is like, yeah, yeah. I can, I can depend on him. Yeah, because I'm always the guy that's like, I'll do it. I'll help. Yeah, I'll be there. And you every everyone tries to say that they're the person that's like, oh, I know what it feels like to not have help and blah blah. Because of course we all go through those moments. But like, ooh, fireworks this time. That's a new addition. This is the Fourth of July edition. <laughs> In the middle of July. <laughs> Um, but to preface this even more, that realistically stems from a boundary issue I have, but we're going to talk about boundaries another time Mm because that's going to nosedive to a completely different area. Mm -hmm. But, um, it does stem from that. Yeah. I constantly go out of my way, bend over backwards and, uh, put, a lot of unnecessary weight on my shoulders and then I blame the weight that I have on 
the circumstances around me rather than being like, hey, uh, I don't need to do this. Like, this isn't a realistic expectation to live up to and no one's giving me this expectation to live up to other than myself. I don't know why I do it. I don't know why I'm like this. I'm still figuring it out. But in terms of letting it go, like, clearly I I put in my two weeks at this job. <laughs> but, again, for other reasons. But I'm learning that it's not my job to save people. It's not my job to be that guy. Like, yeah, of course I'm going to do my best to be there, be helpful, be positive. And, like, that's realistically, like, why I started doing all of this like I was just recording myself one day in my car and I said good morning you beautiful son of a bitch have a great day and then it turned into something else with me telling people like I love you because in my head I'm like you know what some people don't hear I love you throughout the day so Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be the guy to tell you that I love you Mm -hmm. but that's not coming from a place of like I'm here to save you like I I have genuinely grown to believe that you you should tell anybody and everybody you love them when you can. That's that's a different thing. It's evolved. That's not a boundary thing. Like we all deserve to be loved, and we all deserve to hear it. That's point blank. Period. How I feel about that. But when it comes to how I handle life, don't mean to cut you off, but kind of how you mentioned how I was so angry when we first started dating. Mm-hmm. Um, Juan had a or does, I don't know, a savior complex. Yeah. And when, you know, we, so you're talking about me who's angry and resentful and spiteful and Juan has a savior complex. That's how we started out. And. Honda time 2.0. I'm going to lose it. Twice in one episode with some fireworks. You're getting all the shebang. We don't need a soundboard. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So anyways, Juan has had whatever. A savior complex and he went from he was doing all of these things like breaking his neck back and everything bending over backwards to be like I'll be there for you I'll do this I'll do that so that the person that he's doing this for who is in a bad place or complains that nobody helps them or you know has like a negative mindset sees his good deed as like wow that's so fantastic And then they will give him the same thing in return. And when he didn't get it, which was most of the time he didn't get it in return, it would just absolutely rock his world. Yeah, because I would do more for people than they would do for themselves. Yes. That's how much of like a savior complex I had and sometimes still have. I'm not even going to lie. Like I catch myself in the moments and like I do my best not to step on my own toes in the process because it's like well i can't again like i said like you can't you gotta let go yourself someone Mm -hmm. can't let go for you like Mm -hmm. i'm still learning well unlearning Mm -hmm. that i can't be that person for everybody Mm -hmm. because i'm never that person for myself Mm -hmm. and then i'm looking around pointing the fingers like why aren't you there for me the same way and of course, that's based on an unhealthy boundary that I'm still working on. Yeah. Again, the boundaries thing is a is a different topic, but um, 
because of the whole savior complex things, I had to fight tooth and nail for Juan to set up boundaries with the people around him because it was so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And it was like, dude, just say no. For the longest time, he could never say no. I've never, like, for years on end, I didn't hear him say no to anybody. I would just be asked to do something, be upset that I was asked sometimes, Mm -hmm. and then still proceed to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And then expect something in return. No, no. I wouldn't always expect something in return. No, I know, but a lot of the times when you In the sense of, like, I, hey, give me something, like, right away. Yes, yes. No. Like, I... I guess I was looking for the same... Emotion or a mental support. I kind of just meant like in gratitude. Yeah. Even in that sense. But I'm also the person that like... I've always turned away receiving things afterwards. I know. Like, I don't like receiving things. I know. Which is the most contradictory... (laughs) Like, I sound... Like a hot mess because I am, but that's just how I was operating up until recently. And like, it's still, it came to a screeching halt. And even then it was, it was, it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was a series of unfortunate events. But while in the process of unlearning this, I heard another saying which was stop being the go-to person to people you can't go to. Because, like, there were a ton of people who constantly, like, of course, I would do something for someone out of the kindness of my heart at, at first. But then it became an expectation in certain circumstances on the other end. Mm-hmm. And then it would get used and abused against me so not only was i putting that much of a heavy mental load and expectation on myself i was also feeling and adding the extra expectation that was put on me and with having the savior complex i felt like it was my job to people please and fix their problems and go after whatever they needed first And it's just too much. And it's not what I'm supposed to do. It's not what you're supposed to do. If you sound just like me, stop. Actually, you know what? I can't tell you to stop because I just told you. If I say it, you can deny it. Mm -hmm. You got to own it. You'll keep doing it until you realize it's too much. Mm -hmm. The same way I did. Mm -hmm. It's an unfortunate lesson that I had to learn. And, of course, it's a shock to people because they're like, ah. Why are you like this now? And it's like, I should have never been like that in the first place. I know, because people look at you and they're like, oh, you have boundaries? How dare you? say no? How dare you? And it's like, you were just supposed to be like this all the time. But I do see Juan fight through this constantly. Um, But the thing that has most recently helped him, and I think we have mentioned it before, so maybe it'll help some of you, is the quote, You've done a good deed. What more do you want? Mm. That, that was Marcus Aurelius. Yes. That's my guy. 
That's Juan's favorite philosopher. You've done a good deed. What more do you want? And that basically, you know, just means that when you do a good deed, you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart. Don't expect anything in return because nobody's obligated to give you anything in return. Just because you do something nice doesn't mean it has to be reciprocated. And that's hard to learn and it's a hard pill to swallow. Because of course you're like, hey, I scratch my yeah, I scratch my back, it's you scratch. Time part three. <laughs> no way. If we don't get some Honda Time merch, I'm I'm quitting. Mm. Eventually. Yeah. But it everyone likes to think like, hey, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Yeah. But it's not always like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, hey, here you go, bud. It's not even like that in marriage. No. And that, I think, is the... You would think that The it's... sweetest irony because, uh-huh. like, I do all this stuff for everyone else, but yet we don't even do that for each other. Mm-mm. No. I give you breaks when you can. You give me breaks when I can, but it's not immediate. and It's, it's not, not an expectation. Equal. Yeah, and it's not an expectation. Just because, like... um. Juan went to a party a few weekends ago, and I was supposed to go to this party as well, and I was like, I can't. I need alone time. I need you to take Jewel, and I need you to leave me alone. And he was like, okay, I can do that. But it doesn't always work out like that. I'm not always guaranteed that time every single weekend, Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Sometimes he needs it, and he's not guaranteed it. And that's just one example. Mm -hmm. But just... In the case of, like, you know, being married in general, you'll get your time, you'll get your alone time. They will give you that, like, ease of comfort or whatever, but it's not guaranteed to be reciprocated right away. It's it's kind of sporadic and random, and that's just a little tidbit on that. But Yeah, you can't constantly break your back for someone else. No, no. It's unrealistic, and it's unhealthy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to bring it all back around, let go or be dragged. For me, it is my own negativity. Sometimes you think like you really are looking at yourself and you're like, yeah. I got it all figured out. Yeah, I got it all figured out. Like I'm doing all this stuff. I have this routine. I have my whatever, my ritualistic things that I like to do. And sometimes that's just surface level stuff. And like you really got to break through it and be like, damn. This was just a cover-up because I didn't want to deal with what was within me. So for me, it was that. I just kind of had to look inwards and be like, hey, bud, you're kind of a dickhead sometimes. Let's fix that. (laughs) You said it, not me. (laughs) You've said it sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. For me, I'm still figuring it out, so I can't give... An answer like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not fixed. I, yeah, I'm not saying that you like found your solution. Like, but I have. I know what I can. You have direction. W- yeah, I have direction. I know what I need to do. I'm still figuring out where to go. Yeah. So with that being said, let go or be dragged. Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we kind of touched on it a little bit this episode, but we are finally going to talk about boundaries. We have been putting it 
off. Yeah, this it's is, a hard topic. This it is. is what episode fourteen now. Yeah, and that was one of the first things we mentioned we would yeah. talk about. Yeah, and we've danced around it All because. Right. Yeah, it's a so lot. we are making a promise right here and now. Next week, come back and we'll be talking about boundaries. I break promises, so. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. On that note, if you haven't heard it yet, we hope you have a great day. We love you. Peace, love. And applesauce. Bizzy. <laughs>